This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a new series I am doing on behalf of the Ethics and Compliance Initiative, or ECI. In this series, I'm going to focus on speakers at Impact 2019, the ultimate ethics and compliance benchmarking event, which will be held in Dallas, Texas from April 30th to May 2, 2019. Impact 2019 is not simply a conference. It's an event. So when was the last time you came back with an event with actual measures of maturity of your ethics and compliance program? reliable benchmarks of progress your organization has made compared to its industry peers? What about ideas from best practices specifically related to the areas you are hoping to improve? Impact 2019 will allow you to do that and much more. Every organization in attendance will receive access to ECI's revolutionary high-quality program assessment tool. Take the assessment tool before you attend or complete it on site. The results will give you never-before-seen insights into the way your ethics and compliance program functions. Then, through a series of keynotes and small group benchmarking sessions, we will provide industry comparisons, contextualizing the benchmarks, and defining what they mean for your program and your organization and discussing practical strategies. This event is destined to be a must-attend event and I would certainly urge you to consider attending as well. I'm going to link to registration information in the show notes, so I hope you will plan to join me at Impact 2019. Today I visit with Amy Edmondson. Amy is the Novartis Professor of Leadership and Management at the Harvard Business School, and we discuss our keynote talk, The Fearless Organization, Creating Psychological Safety for Learning, Innovation, and Growth. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode of our Impact 2019 keynote speakers. Today, I have with me Amy Edmondson. She is the Novartis Professor of Leadership and Management at the Harvard Business School, and her keynote will be The Fearless Organization, Creating Psychological Safety for Learning, Innovation, and Growth. Amy, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, first of all, uh, welcome and thank you for taking the time to visit with me. Well, thank you so much for having me. Amy, this uh, speech uh, evolved out of uh, research you did uh, and issues you have been considering literally since the 90s, but I wanted to to bring it up to uh, really where we are today because we had an event this week which I thought really ties in directly to your message of creating psychological safety, and that was the resignation of the current or now former CEO at Wells Fargo. I've heard you talk about stretch stretch goals in a business and how those are or can be appropriate. But to have stretch goals, you have to have open ears. And I was wondering if you could just give us a few thoughts on that and how that ties into creating psychological safety for learning, innovation, and growth. You bet. I am a big fan of stretch goals. I think we, if we don't have stretch goals, we don't stretch and we don't uh, accomplish 
accomplish, you know, great new things. And so we, we want to, we, we want to encourage those. And I'm so glad you started out this way. And I want to be super clear about that. And if you want stretch goals, if you really want to embrace challenging targets, you had better have what I call open ears because the combination of stretch goals and closed ears is a recipe for failure and no case study makes that more clear than the Wells Fargo case study where the stretch goals were, you know, in, in really encouraging the sales force to get customers to have on average eight different financial services products from Wells Fargo, which is a stretch goal when you have an industry average of about three. And so I get that and, 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 uh, you know, the, Go for it. And if you're doing something unprecedented that hasn't been done before, you have got to make clear in every which way you can that you're all ears. I want to hear from you. What are you seeing out there? What's new? What's different? What's challenging? And that's what I call psychological safety. It's a workplace environment where people absolutely know that their voice is welcome. And by voice, I really mean their observations. What are they seeing? What are they worried about? What are they excited about? What is working? What isn't working? And so forth. Amy, uh, you started this research, or at least a part of this research early on was around uh, hospitals and safety issues and health issues at hospitals. But when I heard uh, your remarks on the Harvard Business Review podcast, uh, it really drove home to me that your message works literally in every industry uh, to create uh, more institutional justice and more institutional fairness, but actually leading to greater profitability. Did I get that right? You absolutely did. And, you know, one of the reasons that um, healthcare was a good place for me to start, at least start my research, is that it is a, an extreme case. Healthcare delivery, hospitals in particular, present an extreme case of factors that everybody is wrestling with today. And, and here are some of them. High stakes, you know, a fairly high degree of uncertainty about what's coming at me next, a very high degree of interdependence. You know, if we don't work together seamlessly and openly, bad things can happen to patients. So take those factors, uncertainty, high stakes, and interdependence, and ask yourself, to what extent do those three dimensions apply to my workplace? And most people today will say, you know what, we've got a lot of all three of those. We've got high stakes, we've got interdependence, we've got uncertainty. And my argument is, if you've got those features or even any one or two of them, you had better create an environment of psychological safety or you are at risk. And there's two kinds of risks. One are business risks, right? The risk that we will have a very visible failure like Wells Fargo experienced because we didn't know what was really going on. Or similarly, we might have the risk that we will miss an innovation. You know, there was there were people, teams in the organization had great new ideas for, for tomorrow's products and services. They felt unable to speak up. We never heard them. Our company goes towards, you know, less and less relevance in, in the market. So those business risks of failing to innovate or of, of doing something really catastrophic um, are, are, are very real when psychological safety isn't high. And, of course, the other kind of risk are the, the physical safety risks, the worker safety risks, the, the customer or patient safety risks that um, are also quite important. 
Amy, I think many businesses and certainly compliance practitioners are are aware that a business risk could arise if you do not listen, if you do not engender an environment which encourages and protects people who speak up. But as to your point two or B, to miss an innovation, uh, does that message resonate when you go out and take it into uh, either uh, the marketplace or to business leaders? It really does resonate. And here's the challenge. The challenge is you don't – the act of not sharing an idea for some innovation is utterly invisible. But so the truth is you have absolutely no idea if people's heads are full of possibilities that you're not hearing about. And, and so what I, what I would like to say is you have to assume that people's heads are full of great ideas. And that means you've got to be proactive. You, you wherever you sit in the organization – have to be proactive, and you have to create the conditions where leaders, team leaders, unit managers throughout the organization have to be proactive in creating the conditions where people absolutely get it. They know their ideas are welcome. They know their concerns are welcome. In terms of the um, imperial or top-down leadership skill, uh, I I really tell people, for me, leadership starts with listening. Is this an evolution uh, uh, from that, or is uh, that something different, in your opinion? No, it's very much an evolution from that. I couldn't agree with you more. Leadership starts with listening, and here's why. You don't know all the answers. Now, of course, we all realize we don't know all the answers, but our brains lie to us. You know, They tell us every day that we see reality in its entirety. You know, they, they, our, our, our impressions are that we have access to not only, you know, the key facts, but that our own expertise and our own thinking is giving us a complete and valid point of view. And it is a valid point of view, but it's by no means a complete point of view. So you've got to start with that wonderful sense of situational humility where, yes, I know a lot and I have a perfect right to be here and... It is a guarantee that I'm missing something. Ergo, I better be curious. And if I'm curious, I better be listening. One of the things that really uh, struck me as so powerful about your message, Amy, is that I think many compliance practitioners certainly understand the need to have speak up and the need to protect people who speak up. But that's generally around what are our risks of some type of legal or regulatory violation? It seems to me you're taking this really to an entirely new level of awareness within an organization to, to really move the organization to, as I say, make it more efficient and at the end of the day, more profitable. Exactly, because the, the, the key risk you want to avoid is that the small problems or the things that are not working out as we hope or maybe even are out of compliance are festering. And and so the most important thing you can do in the compliance world is catch things early because the the things we don't catch early become much bigger and much more expensive. And that means, you know, so so whistleblowing, anytime you have a whistleblowing event, that's by definition a failure. I mean it's it's um, we're glad it happened, but it's a failure. It should have that means something should and could have been caught and corrected and improved much, much earlier. 
Amy, uh, in terms of your research, um, I was able to get a sense of how your research began and how you've literally done it over the past uh, 20 to 25 years. Where do you see your research in this area going uh, in the future? You know, I'm quite intrigued by the growing fluidity and and of, of the workforce. You know, and I don't mean gig economy. I mean the fact that in almost every industry, we see fewer and fewer stable teams and stable work relationships, and and more and more people having to collaborate and coordinate with different people at different times. That is interpersonally very challenging. And doing it well takes not only psychological safety, but also a high level of interpersonal skill. You know, it's that interpersonal skill that allows us to just connect quickly. You know, what are you trying to get done? What do you bring? What are you worried about? Those those quick work-focused conversations that we all need to get very good at having. So I'm interested in how those skills can be articulated and developed uh, in, in people and, and, and scaled so that we can help organizations be far more agile. And I think a lot of people are interested in agility. I see a lot of conversation about agility. Um, and the details aren't all worked out yet. Well, I mean, unfortunately, we are near the uh, end of our time today, but I've been visiting with Amy Edmondson on her keynote speech at Impact 2019 entitled The Fearless Organization, Creating Psychological Safety for Learning, Innovation, and Growth. Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me, and I, for one, greatly look forward to your keynote speech. It was my pleasure. Thank you. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you will plan to join me at Impact 2019. I have a link to registration and information on the event in the show notes. I hope you'll join me again when I have another Impact 2019 speaker preview in my next episode. Thanks again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.